Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I'll be sharing with you the sermon today that was prepared by Pastor Nathan Pfeiffer, my brother. He was planning on preaching today but was unable to, and I'll be sharing his sermon with you in his place. It's based on Luke chapter 2, the reading we had from our earlier text, Jesus visiting the temple. This is the search for Jesus, both firstly the unsurprising find of Mary and Joseph, and secondly the unsurprising place that we also find Jesus. Dear fellow redeemed in Christ, it can be disheartening, frightening, and fearful when we lose something important to us. The more important it is, the more diligently we'll seek it, and the more worried we'll become when we can't find it. This can be small things like a phone number, or bigger things like a credit card, or the biggest thing we could perhaps think of, losing a child. This truly will bring fear and panic into our hearts. So what about Jesus? In our text, we find that Mary and Joseph assumed that this 12-year-old boy would be with them, and yet they lost track of him. Sometimes we lose track of Jesus, too. We get distracted and drawn away by our daily lives and can lose track of our Savior. So let's consider this morning the search for Jesus, both in Mary and Joseph, finding him unsurprisingly there in the temple, and then also for us, unsurprisingly, finding him in the same place. We begin with Mary and Joseph's search, looking for the boy Jesus. Mary and Joseph were a God-fearing family that practiced the law and kept its commandments. They went to Jerusalem every year as their custom to attend a feast called the Passover. It comes about the same time as our Easter and was a regular festival. In Luke chapter 2, we find they're visiting the temple for the Passover according to Scripture. This is Luke chapter 2, the same chapter in which we have the birth of Jesus, the angels and shepherds, the man Simeon who praises the revealing of salvation in the baby Jesus, and now the family visiting the temple. At the end of the feast, Mary and Joseph are beginning to leave. It's a hustling, bustling time in a busy city of Jerusalem, and they're making their way back home north to Nazareth. It wasn't until at the end of the first day of travel that they begin to realize Jesus is missing. He wasn't with the group, so they made their way back to Jerusalem. One can only imagine the frustration or fear that they felt. Perhaps they remembered how King Herod tried to kill Jesus when he was a baby and wondered if somebody had stolen him or killed him now. After another day of travel, going back to Jerusalem, and then a day of searching, Guess where they find him? The 12-year-old Jesus was right where he should have been. Unsurprisingly, he was in the temple. 
But Luke tells us that they were astonished, amazed that they found Jesus there and amazed at what he was doing. He is sitting among the trained teachers of the law, respectfully listening to them and asking them questions about God's word. Young Jesus replies to his mother in just not disrespectfully, but reminding her why he came. Why were you looking for me, he says. Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? We tend to have the same sort of surprise sometimes as Mary and Joseph did. We think that Jesus is the all-knowing Son of God. Jesus is the Word made flesh. Jesus is God. God knows Scripture inside and out. Why would he need to be in the temple? Why would he be asking questions? Why would he need to learn? But we find in the gospel is that Jesus had to become man. And by becoming a man, he humbled himself. He did not make use of his divine knowledge. He was not a super child, but he was like us. His body and mind needed to grow. He needed to develop like any other 12-year-old who might be listening right now. And the focus of his learning was always the word. If Mary and Joseph would have kept in mind who Jesus was and what he was becoming, it shouldn't have surprised him to find him in his father's house. We call this the active obedience of Christ. It means that Jesus was actively obeying the will of his father, just like you and I. He was keeping the third commandment to honor God's word and gladly hear and learn it. And he was doing it for us because we so often neglect it and ignore it. He was asking questions because sometimes in our pride we think we know it all. He was learning more and he took nothing for granted because he knows how much we do this. And so his active obedience was to take our place, to be our substitute, to listen and learn and obey God's commandments for us so we might have a perfect savior. This is no surprise to find Jesus learning. And it's no surprise that we can find Jesus in the same place. So think also about how we find Jesus, how we search for him, and where should we expect him to show up? If we were to lose a child, we too would feel that fear, that frustration. We can hear it in the voice of Mary when she says, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. If you've ever lost track of your child or had your child wander off when you weren't looking or get distracted and not be paying attention to where you're going, you can think of the response of every parent getting frustrated and being afraid at the same time. Weren't you supposed to keep up? Weren't you supposed to pay attention? It's a great relief to find a child if you've lost track of them. But Mary and Joseph had an even greater responsibility to take care and raise 
the one who would be the Savior and Messiah of the world. When we lose track of things in our life, when things go stray or out of order, we do get either frustrated or afraid. Maybe it's an emotional or medical crisis. Maybe it's losing a loved one who is sick and dying. In any of these cases, we want to find Jesus. We want to know where he is and where he can help us. In Acts chapter 17, we read that the Lord is not far from each one of us. He has not made himself unknown or hidden. He knows and tells us where he can be found. First of all, he tells us that we can find him in his father's house. Jesus says that he will be in his father's house, in church, among the assembly of those who believe in him. He says in Matthew 16, I am there in the midst of them. So when it seems like we've lost track of Jesus, the unsurprising place that we should go right away is to church. We should be in the Lord's house. We should worship. We should call on his name and know that he's there and he's going to help us with everything. Next, we can find him in the word. Jesus was in his father's house learning and listening and asking questions about the word. Jesus is always in the word, and he continues to be in the word. So wherever we are looking into the word, asking questions of our pastor or friends, and searching out answers in scripture, Jesus will be found. He will speak to us, he will help us, and give us answers. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And lastly, we can find Jesus in the sacraments. The sacraments are a sacred act of Jesus, where he is present through the earthly elements to give you spiritual blessings. That includes baptism and the Lord's Supper. In Holy Communion, Jesus communes with us and says, take and eat, this is my body. Take and drink, this is my blood. This is not just symbolic. These are not mere words. But Jesus is truly there with his body and blood for you. Jesus told his mother and father that they should have known exactly where to find him. Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I would be in my father's house? This is where Jesus needed to be, doing the work that his heavenly father sent him to do. He came to be our righteousness and to save us from our sins. Don't be surprised that you don't find Jesus in the crowds of the world. Don't be surprised because you know where to expect him. Here is our Savior wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger, now wrapped in word and sacrament, gathering in the church. This is where we can find him, and thanks be to our Savior because he doesn't hide himself from us. He has told us just where to find him. And surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life, and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.